We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. Hello. Hi. Morning. Welcome. How are you? Hello. It's Thursday. And these are your three pragmatic doulas. What episode is this again? 47. Episode 47. Um, what's been going on? I don't know. I've barely seen you guys. I mean, it's been so long. <laughs> it's been a huge amount of time. I did want to say, actually, I taught a class last night, and uh, one of the couples, uh, she wasn't able to be there for the class, but her partner was there. And uh, her name is Julia, and his name is Rob, and they are murderinos, and they listen to Pragmatic Doulas as well. What? Julia and Rob, we love you. Thank you. Tell your friends to, like, you're the boss of them. Yep. Tell them what to do. (laughs) We wanted to give a shout-out. I mentioned last night that I would give them a shout-out. So, hello and welcome, and thank you for listening. That's right. And, yeah, if you want to share your birth story when it's all over and done with, that would be awesome, too. Oh, that would be. Though you don't have to. That would totally be awesome. Yeah. We'd love it. Yeah, we would. Because you'll have so much time after the baby's born to share that story. I mean, leisure time. Yeah, exactly. To, Take you know, time. write a five-page birth story. We love it. No, not All the pages. details, give it to us. Yes. Cool. All right. Anybody else have any updates? Not so much an update, but I was just thinking of something from our last podcast where we talked about precipitous labor. Um, and that precipitous was so long just, ago. It was, wasn't it? I, feel <laughs> like I just tell them it was 10 minutes ago. We we're recording two episodes today. Oh, come on, man. No, they need to. People want to know behind the scenes stuff. We're That's not we're superhuman. Doing. We're just regular people. And last week, we were all sick. Well, Everybody yeah. was sick and the, it was snowing. And I actually ended up at a labor that night See, too. so sometimes we have to do this. This yeah. is this is real life. We try to have That's one. We're in the pragmatic. Can. Yeah, we try to have one in the can, but we yeah. had to do two because we yeah. don't now currently have one in the can. Yeah. Sorry, you were gonna say? Oh, I totally interrupted you. Probably one of the funniest periods of a, a birth I attended where the labor was not precipitous, but the pushing was. Yeah. Um, and you had mentioned that you've seen this with clients who've done pelvic floor physiotherapy so the first client i ever worked with who did pelvic floor physiotherapy had a very long first labor Mm -hmm. um had a very long second labor and i was Mm -hmm. with her at the second labor but the second labor the we were at the hospital we weren't pushing yet she Uh was just feeling a little bit of pressure so Uh the they had assessed her and said oh you're fully butt baby is at like minus three you gotta wait for this this." i feel like crying when i hear that um so i was about to you know just grab the table roll it over get her leg open but before peanut balls um, mm-hmm. And uh, we were just going to do some open pelvis stuff while baby labored down. Literally, the doctor had taken the hand out, kind of let us know we're just going to labor down for a bit now. Turn, and so I said, okay, let's turn over on your side. Going to go get the table or whatever. Turn back around, and they were just starting to cover her back up, and her face changed. And she had an epidural, but her face changed. I'm like, are you okay? I thought maybe she was going to throw up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, just I'm, all of that. This one hurts a little bit. It's like, okay. What, and the contraction? The contraction hurt. Mm-hmm. She felt she had a contraction coming, and she had just turned over onto her left side. And I'm like, okay, do you want to just breathe it through, and then we'll see if maybe you need a top-up or something. And then she took a big breath, and she grunted. Mm. I'm like, oh. Um, and the nurse heard it, and she turned back around, and she just said, may I, may I have a look? Mm-hmm. And so she lifted it up, and there's a baby's head right there. <laughs> uh, 
And the nurse turned back around. She's like, we'll just call the doctor back now. And then I'm still looking and this baby's head rotates and starts coming out. I'm like, gloves, 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 gloves. <laughs> so this is all within like 60 seconds yes. of that assessment. Minus three. Minus three. Like way the Holy hell up there. Yeah. But fully. Yeah. And they're like, so we're going to spend more time laboring down here, all of this stuff. And yep, yep. Pulled it back. They've got a few more hours down. left. So yeah. that's one surge. Baby rotated, came right back down all the way to the pelvic floor, all oh. the way to the, like, we're crowning here. Yeah. Had a pause while the nurse and I are looking, just enough time for the nurse to turn around and, you know, say we're going to get the doctor. And then another one came and <laughs> the baby wow. starts rotating. And uh, oh. <laughs> so I... Um, just before peanut balls became a thing, maybe a couple of years before peanut balls became a thing, I learned about that table trick. Mm-hmm. And so maybe what we could do, at least for this episode, if not other episode, just have like a doula hack corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good idea. Why don't you explain that little doula hack using the, the tray on wheels, it's in every hospital room to use that as a tool to help get that pelvis open. Into a nice... For those of you who've never heard of this, because you were born in the era of peanut balls, and that's all you know, but sometimes there are no peanut balls available. That's right. And there's not enough, honestly, there's not enough pillows to get the knees to the place that they need to be. Yeah. But using the table, you know that table where they put all your drinks and your food and stuff like that? That's what you want to do. You want to throw a couple towels across that, roll it right up so her knees are in a nice neutral position, about a foot apart, as if you're going to do a what they say a shoulder width apart squat. Mm-hmm. It's not wide open. It's not back to the knees. It's just neutral. Mm-hmm. You throw a couple pillows or towels on there, hike her her leg up on that so it's nice and comfortable. Just yeah. one leg? Just one leg, yeah. yeah. It's just, so she's laying on her left side. She's got one leg up So the up table on acts like the peanut ball. So the table acts like the peanut ball. Yeah. That's such a yeah. thing. I can't visualize it. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like she's laying on her side, only you shoved a table in there. And it just hikes it up so um, it's in a yes. nice neutral position. How high do you yes. put it? Just, so, you know, if you're going to do a squat that's neutral or shoulder width apart, you just want it neutral like that. You don't so want you it look at, all the way So you open. look at the width of her legs, mm-hmm. and then you that's how the, the huh. that's how high you that's adjust cool. the table. Yeah. Just like right where yes. her hips are, so mm-hmm. it's nice and comfortable. If she starts to feel uncomfortable and it's too wide, then it's too wide. She's mm-hmm. not able to rest mm-hmm. and keep that pelvis neutral. Mm-hmm. If she feels like she's having to manage how wide it is, then mm-hmm. she's not rest, resting and letting that pelvis be, be neutral. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah. there's a little doula hack for Thank you. Doula hack 101. Yes. That'll cost you $5. That was please doula hack send, corner. Please, please send, send all please money to <laughs> the Pragmatic Doulas. Uh, next week we'll have another doula hack for you. Maybe. Nope. We can think of one. Yeah. I'm sure we can find that one. That was a good hack. I like that. If I you like have that your, hack If a lot. you have hacks, send them to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's another thing that you can not send to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we're asking for them anyway. Um, Look, I think at least 130 of you listen to this bullshit. We so know. Come on. We see the numbers. We you can't trick us. We know you're out there. It's people either follow that you around or, the mall. You're just. <laughs> we have 130 people subscribed it, and actually nobody listens to us. <laughs> That's right. It's all our family. But you have done us a favor by subscribing, but they actually don't listen. Yeah. I know that Tanisha Reed listens because That's true. She she, us. she tells me that and she, Sam and Sam are are super we fans. Have Sam. They're, Sam they're is so super that's fan. two. And Tanisha tells me that she's driving on the highway and laughing, and people are looking at her as she's driving along and laughing. So there you go. You want a shout-out to be one of our special fan people? Yep. You have to actually 
send it, send something in and we will, you know, or give us a, a really good review. Or find me in the grocery store and stop and talk to me because honestly, That's always nice. that happened to me once and oh I was my like God. literally. You're like a movie star. I know. I felt so famous. Right. <laughs> I'm standing there next to the onions. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Are you? Are you one of the pragmatic doulas? Why, yes. Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Well, please speak to my agent. <laughs> I cannot discuss this with you here. <laughs> Why an autograph? <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> yeah, so I ran cool. on your tomato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we talking about this? What our we... family and friends think of what we do. Mm. I wrote what they think of us, but we don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, I have at least memes? one sister-in-law. I'm pretty sure they yeah. like me. <laughs> this would be a perfect meme. Yeah, I think what, there is one that that exists for doulas. Yeah, I've what our family it. thinks we do, what doctors think we do, what, yeah. what society <laughs> thinks we do, and what, what we actually we do. think we do, and then what we, we actually, actually do. do. I love those so much. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it does affect the way that you move through your work because it speaks to whether or not you have lots of support, some support, no support, yeah. sometimes selective support or, or whatever. And it absolutely impacts how you, um, how you provide services for clients. If you're anxious about getting home because your partner or whoever is taking care of your children and you feel like they're getting frustrated because you keep going to these births, mm-hmm. not realizing that it's not you just going to these births, it's actually your work, you're, you're going to feel anxious at that birth or, or being with that client because you're, tr- you're anxiously trying to get back home. Yeah. yeah. And whether they're at home with your children or just at home and resenting the fact that you're gone That you're again. not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, some I, can, I see it more with, with partners where there are children involved and all of a sudden someone who Young didn't believe children, it was yeah. their role yeah. or didn't expect to be doing this solo so often can be a little bitchy about it. So why don't we, why don't we talk about partners first? Okay. Because okay. yeah. that's, I mean, we all don't have partners, but some of us have had partners before and don't have partners now. Mm-hmm. True. Um, I would say that my ex-husband, much as I... Badmouth him, rightly so. <laughs> much as I badmouth him, um, he he was pretty supportive of my doula work because it brought money in. So what does yes. that look like, though? What is the what, what do you define as this is a, this is a good question because now that you've asked me that question, I'm thinking, well, maybe it wasn't. So yeah, so maybe it wasn't. So <laughs> he did bitch and complain about being with the kids a lot, or or even if he didn't say anything to me. He really just made sure that the kids didn't get kidnapped. Yeah. That's all. He was in the house and just made sure bad guys did not enter. But he didn't really do much. He just made sure that they stayed in the house. But the house would be destroyed when I came home. The kids starving, dirty, and and cranked up to, you know, level (laughs) 10. So I would have to go home and put everything to rights again. Yes. So it, he would say, yeah, 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 I'll be here. And he would stay there and, and make sure they didn't get killed. So I appreciate that. Um, and make he would sure brag to people about what I did. Yes. He, did, he always bragged to his friends and so on about what I did. Um, and so that's my that's my um, definition of support. That's really sad. So just that your kids were alive, somewhat <laughs> fed, but probably yeah, there was, there was a modicum of bitching and complaining about yeah. it. Yeah. He might have ordered a pizza, but the pizza crust would be all over the yes. the pizza sauce ground into the carpet and stuff. <laughs> Jesus. So I mean that Heathens. I would knew th- I would know that they'd be 
alive, but that that I would hey, spend like two days trying to right scrub thing. the grime off of them after trying to recover from, from the birth, attending a yeah. birth. Yeah, yeah. So I know that's very sad that that is my standard of. That's what I would say. Support. Wow. Now that I think about it. Mm, okay. But that's how it was. I don't know. Him. Like again, ex-husband. But I at the time. I mean, he certainly put out an outward. Uh, facade and appearance that he supported what I did Um, and was always amazing at looking after the kids and whatnot anyway so that was fine I think perhaps towards the end there was probably some resentment uh, towards what I did and not you know necessarily being here and looking after the house and whatnot but and certainly when when the separation came there was like I, it was like, you can't, I I needed to go out, I needed to make more money. I needed to go out and make more money so that their, the child support and whatnot didn't have to be as much. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, it was written down that, you know, I was very smart and capable of finding a different job. And I thought... That's what... That's yeah, what that's kind of how it's written in the So that if you're agreement. poor, it's your problem, yeah. and you should just go back and work for the chemical company, because yeah. you'd yeah. be CEO by now if you'd yeah. stayed there, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and I've had a lot of people, you know, at that time say, you know, well, you now need to go out and get a real, a real job. job. And it's like, you know what, I actually fucking have a real job, and I did at the time need to step back. So that I could be there for the kids um, and not take on as much doula work. But, yeah, I am getting child support. But, fuck, I'm also, I own a house in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Like, I Mm -hmm. didn't do that just with child support. Mm -hmm. I actually do make decent money. And are they, I think he's supportive-ish still. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he will certainly look after the kids and take them and do things if I'm at a birth and whatnot. Um, But I certainly, towards the end, was not necessarily feeling the support that I thought. And it made me feel like I couldn't do the job that I loved. And I had to maybe split my time differently. And that didn't make me feel so good either. Mm -hmm. Right? So, again, this outward appearance of support. But maybe not so much as I would have liked to have imagined it was. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I felt it was supportive. But perhaps it was not. Yeah. So there's some, like, some passive-aggressive stuff going yes. on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't even start me with passive-aggressive He's the king stuff. of that, isn't he? Oh, yeah. My, my guy's just aggressive. There's no passive about <laughs> it. It's just straight up aggressive. You're an idiot if you can't see that aggression <laughs> moving toward you. You're, you're, you're blind. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. And I think we can assume that Roger is supportive. Now he is. He now was not he, always. What? Really? <laughs> I know. Listen, I want Saint you to Roger? watch what you say <laughs> about my Roger. I will not accept it. But what it wasn't mean? always. So he's always been supportive, like you kind of said, on the surface. Mm-hmm. And logically, he knew to be supportive. That this because makes you, sense. you would kill him. So he, he, <laughs> he knew does, that. This is lesson number one. He does know that I read a lot of true crime. <laughs> so, But I think in your case, it was like. You know, you you survived well on your own, mm-hmm. so leaving mm-hmm. wouldn't have been wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have been a big problem. Yeah. yeah, yes, he did know that as well. Mm-hmm. That that was more of my default was mm-hmm. that oh, if it doesn't work out, we just break up. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't understand that. He's like, no, that you know that whole swearing for life, death, figure shit out stuff. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, if you think that's real, 
you're delusional. <laughs> that, see, that was my attitude, and I had to come around. Mm-hmm. Um, but he genuinely meant that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, yeah, what, earlier on, it wasn't a, I could see him not being supportive of me or struggling to figure out why he wasn't being supportive. So I'd see this passive-aggressive stuff. He would recognize it. He would apologize after. But it's like he, for a long time, couldn't put a finger on what was going on. And it took us going to fucking therapy for him to break it down. Yes. To say, I don't know where you are 100%. I don't know what's going on. I don't know when you're back. I don't know a lot of what's happening with you, so I don't feel well. I feel concerned. I don't sleep. And I'm like, so is this whole time what you're asking mm-hmm. is that when I arrive at a birth, you'd like to know mm-hmm. that I've arrived there. If I'm moving from someone's home to the hospital, I'd like to know that you've arrived Caring safely. About safety. He but, fucking loves her and cares about her. But the, the way fuck? he showed it. I'm going to vomit right now. <laughs> but it took like three fucking yes. years yeah, yeah. with him for and, this And to... like this giant emotional excavation to lay out some practical things to make him feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For mm-hmm. him, for it to make sense and put it in place. So, And it was amazing. I didn't believe. I honestly didn't believe that once I started doing these things that it would change. Mm-hmm. I, I was passive aggressive about it. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. I started pu- pushing back. So I'm like, are you trying, is this really you trying Passive to control? aggression needs to be fucking outlawed. <laughs> yeah, it really should. You go to jail if you yeah, do that shit. it should be. And because I was defensive about it, I would push back against him and say, is it because you're trying to control me by knowing where I am? Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. Oh. Is that some of that obey shit you're trying to pull on exactly. me? Exactly. Exactly. Huh? Huh? And do you know who you married? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've had that exact conversation, actually. <laughs> Good Lord. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's... I think he and my brother-in-law, Mike, his one of his best friends, have had this talk about my sister and I, who both used to just say, well, fuck you then. I'll see you later. Step out the door and lock it behind you because you ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. And they didn't understand. They would stand there and look at you with their eyes open, their mouth open, like, I just asked if we could have steak instead of chicken for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Pass me a pen. I got to sign these divorce papers. (laughs) So it started there, moving out of the passive-aggressive stuff into the me changing mm-hmm. how I ran my life like I didn't just run at the door and ignore everybody for 48 hours if I was gone I did yeah. become considerate yeah um, and that's just this right it's considerate of having you know people love you and having them know where you are and what you're doing because oftentimes we're running out in the middle of the goddamn night yes now nowadays walking down Queen Street in front of St. Mike's yeah. Yeah. I don't have that anymore nobody gives a shit anymore about mm-hmm. where I am well, I but, do do it. I insist because I insist on it. I insist that they do it. Mm-hmm. So then I figure I have to uphold my end of the bargain too. Mm-hmm. Right? Kids don't care. It yeah. does make sense. It they does. might not care, but I do it anyways because I make them do it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't leave the house without telling me where you're going. Mm-hmm. That annoys me to no end. That mm-hmm. they just feel like, oh, I'm grown up. I can just put my clothes on and leave the house and don't come back till when I please. No, not living under no. this house. No, I don't care if you're 21. Free. <laughs> exactly. So I figure I have to do it too. And yeah. I, I think also, I don't want to say sexist necessarily, but my husband very much knows how, you know, we're walking a woman in the middle of the night, running out in the middle of the night to go do something that it is more precarious for me than mm-hmm. it is for him. Mm-hmm. And I think my attitude had to change, had to shift about that. Because I'm like, you fucking fly off to another country. If I don't hear from you, I'm not concerned. I like to hear from you because I like you. Mm-hmm. But if you're gone, I'm not all worried and shit. I assume you're fine. There's no police at my door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't concern myself, yeah. but it's probably because he's a dude mm-hmm. and he carries himself well. 
and Roger, I think on the opposite end of that, knows that I have a bit of an attitude problem. And if someone <laughs> approaches me, I'm not quiet about it. Like, no. Fighting. What do you want, motherfucker? Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, you know, Fuck can politeness. you just keep walking maybe? I'm like, no. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. someone's coming at me on the other side of the sidewalk. I'm looking straight at them. Yeah. And are you following me? Exactly. Are you following me right now? Mm-hmm. And and I he, I think his concern is that I would start something. I'm like, no, I would. Well, yeah, maybe. But, <laughs> but again, it's just like that fuck politeness stuff, right? It's yeah, like I it's, don't start something unless you ask me to start something. Bitch. <laughs> I may not start it. I'll fucking. I'm not gonna finish it. it. That's right. But the difference in him going, like, say he's going on a business trip, though, for instance, mm-hmm. he's leaving like now to go to the airport. Yeah. He, he's going into his car, driving to the airport. It's not. It's, it's also not daylight. the same thing. It's daylight. Even if it's nighttime, he's driving to the airport. He's getting into a you know a big public plane. place and yeah. and so on. And he's going on a plane, and it's not quite the same thing as you going into an underground garage at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> of yeah. some some hospital somewhere. Like, wh- what hospital has a sketchy underground garage? Look, St. Mike's, Mike's is a bit Saint sketchy, Mike's. but you know what? Mount Sinai. Yeah. I was there last week. Me. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, also, not happy with the that. The underground part of Sunnybrook is kind of sketchy, too. And North Oh, I don't General. like, yeah, you I don't go like under that. Any of them. That's what you're doing. So it, yeah. it is not, so you saying to him, well, you go on business trips and I, no. You, yeah, I know. You so know. that's where I had you to had change to, do some, to be yeah, supportive of adjusting. him, how he needs to be supported while he's at home. Now, I don't, thankfully, I don't have to worry about any cooking or anything like that when I'm gone because he loves that shit and he will actually feed your children he'll properly look after them not, not just make sure they don't get kidnapped <laughs> or he'll take them out That's to it. eat food that I don't let them eat like or I don't like it's to like eat it's like a holiday so. it's a little treat it mommy's is. away let's celebrate look I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm just when I would go out to a birth I would come home and actually God love my ex-husband I God's the only one. God God loves him. My house would actually be fucking cleaner than when I left. (laughs) And it was always now I can clean up. Now I can actually clean up, and this place can actually look good because I am a hot mess when it comes to cleaning. Um, So I loved that part. Like loved that part. But I'm pretty sure he hated that part. Yes. So what? So how can? Because we still have to deal with these people ex-partners or current partners yeah how can roger improve how can paul improve and i'll try to figure out how john can improve even though we don't have much to do with each other anymore in terms of kids because our kids are grown up well that's just it my kids are grown now and i actually don't like i have um for example uh i have a client being induced tonight which means i probably won't be finished for friday when i have to take my daughter to dance class Mm -hmm. because i have the kids every other friday and Mm -hmm. he every other friday Mm -hmm. um so his this is my friday week so i just texted him up and said look is there any way because ali hates to miss dance like she Mm -hmm. does not want to miss anything Mm -hmm. and i just texted him and said look like this is likely what's going to happen. Um, is it possible for you to take Allie to dance class? Now, of course, in his mind, this is, you know, free time from the kids and he doesn't have to deal with the kids or any of that. But he openly said, like, hey, you know what? I'll figure it out and that's fine. But it's that sort of... Ding! Yeah, little I'll, teeny tiny yeah, point. Yeah, I'll oh. figure it out. Because I... One of my problems is, is that I worry so much when I'm not here that things are getting done and getting completed. So this induction was supposed to be on Sunday and now it's tonight. So now all the plans I had. Well, exactly. Mm -hmm. And all the things I had planned, but with an induction, you think it's going to be that way. Right. Um, 
But now I have to scramble this afternoon to try and get all that shit together doing what I'm supposed to do today for Sunday. It now has to all happen today. And that's kind of stressing me out. But thankfully, you know, he stepped up and said, yeah, I'll, I'll figure something out. And, and that, that's, out. that's actually huge. huge. That's because it takes all of me. the decision making and all the plan and the yeah. arrangements out of your hands. Because it's yeah. one thing for him to say, yeah, I'll take her to dance. But you have to make sure this is ready and that's ready. And yeah. all he's actually doing is the transportation. Yeah. But when he says, I'll figure it out, it's like you take the whole thing and yeah. put it in his lap and just trust that you just you just remove that whole burden from and, me, which and is for great. me that's huge because mm-hmm. like right now I've got my mom, I've got my uncle, I've got my kids, I've got my work yeah. and all this stuff, and I just need every now and then I just need somebody to say, I'll, I'll take, take care, care of, of that. It. Like my mom, I talked to my mom this morning about my uncle. He was wanting to do this one thing, and I said, Look, mom, I'm not even getting into that. She goes, No, no, I'll handle it. And I go, Good, because I, I can't step my toe into that. Or else that's more overwhelmingness yeah. for me. Yeah. So yeah. with when you with doula work, it's great for somebody in your life to say, What can I do? What do you need? Because you need to go off and run and do this. What can I what can I do while you're gone? Yes. Thank you. I need XYZ. Yes. Right? Take that burden off me because Is there is there any way that Roger can improve? <clears throat> when I'm gone to a birth? Or any anything about your Work. work not necessarily just when you're on call or gone to a birth but anything i am much better now at saying what i need so i find because i'm saying what i need i don't have to worry about whether he can do something better or not it's like just can you do what i need you to do um and i, I don't wait till the last minute to ask about it either so for example letting him know i have a birth coming up in december say i have a birth coming up in december so just so you know if i'm going to be gone i need to make sure that you put it in your calendar the day that I'm gone, then you got to come back home at lunchtime to make sure the dogs have gone out. So it's just, as opposed to me assuming he'll do that because I'm gone to a birth instead of him scrambling at the last minute saying, oh, yes. shit, she's gone. It's like just have it in your mind that we have three dogs at home and the kids are going to be at school and midday they're going to have to, someone's going to have to let those suckers out. Yeah. Or if you're going to tell me now that you can't do it because of ABC, you're flying off to Montreal that week or something, Okay, then you know what? I'm going to give the kids a pass the day that I'm going to this birth. One of them gets to stay home. But that, that's the other thing, too, is I think being considerate of, like, just having those contingency plans and letting people know, you know, I need your help here, I need your help here, I need this, I need that, as opposed to just, you know, running off going, do See that ya. and run. Yeah, that's that's where that like you were saying, like that's where that consideration comes in. You know, mm-hmm. Roger needs you to do this so that mm-hmm. Roger will do this yes. for you, right? Mm-hmm. And setting expectations. So you talked about John coming home. You kind of had the, it was, it, you adjusted your expectations. So although he was fully home and on top, you let go of your expectations. I, I, I adjust them. I just like threw them in, I just threw them behind me exactly. as I walked out the door because I knew that. Ran them over with your car. I just had you happy that he was going to be, they were going to be alive. There you go. You yeah, found your expectation. That's it. But had you considered to, had you I would have continued been really to come mad home at him if, if one of them was if they were not alive missing. when I came home. That would have been it. <laughs> I draw the line. <laughs> if you can't keep these motherfuckers alive, <laughs> what good are you? Honestly, I went to a Seriously. birth once, and oh. while I was there, I got a, t- a call or I got a text from Paul to say 
Um, so something's happened and we're going to the hospital. Well, <laughs> I remember like, this. What the fuck? <laughs> so we took a break in pushing. So I stepped back over. I didn't leave the room, but I stepped back closer over to the, to the door and I list, he had left a message and I listened to the message and Will had broken his arm and they were going to the oh, hospital yeah. and I'm sitting there going, <gasps> and the client's like, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, no, it's nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's all fine. Let's just get this pushing done. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, spent the next, you know, however many hours with, with him at the hospital because oh, my, my son had basically broken both bones in his arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, my kids haven't figured out the whole Please don't call me. Like when you're at a birth. Text me when I'm at a birth. Like <clears throat> I get these texts. Like, can I go to Can I go to Phil's house? Where's the ketchup? <sighs> Did you do the laundry yesterday? Are my yeah. socks in the dryer? Like, yeah. um, guys, just I'm at work. You're and 17 years yeah, old. Figure it out. Figure it out. You can figure it out. And yeah, you can go to Phil's. He's down the hall, bloody street. Mm-hmm. Don't smoke crack when you're there. But go to Phil's. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any way for John to improve because our relationship at this point is basically null and void because our children are all adults now, and we don't have any um, we don't have any reason to communicate, um, ex- you know, random things. I suppose so. Um, yeah, he's just it's just null and void. Yeah. What <laughs> that, about kids? And that's not a bad thing. It's not. Um, do you hear? Do you hear any complaints in my voice? <laughs> nope. It's just it's a fact. It's null and void. What about kids? Oh, I've adjusted my expectations there. When I'm at home, everyone kind of knows what they're doing, how they're doing, and if it's not happening, I kind of give the nudge. It's like if you're, so Megan does all the laundry on Saturday. Yeah. You know, if it's not happening, it's like, I don't want my laundry to smell. Please make sure you're flipping that over. Yeah. But if I'm not there and Roger's there, it won't necessarily happen like that. I'll come home. There's still four piles of of laundry on the floor from the week. And Megan's, you know, talking to her boyfriend on her PlayStation and Roger's busy doing something and Abby's upstairs with her friend Liv yeah. and it's just I've had to adjust my expectations it's like okay I gotta get back into my role and so they they know so this is the ideal like the, everybody says oh mom's not here I better still get my laundry done so that the house is nice and tidy and clean and the chores are finished so when mom comes home she can concentrate on relaxing and resting from the hard work she did out there that doesn't happen no, you know, you every know, now and then, then, every now and then, Will does that. Like every now and then, I can say Noah does that. Yeah, yeah. Like when I they, was a kid, we always did that because this is the difference, though, right? Yeah. It's a treat when we come home from a birth and we see that somebody tidied up the kitchen, somebody and, washed hey, the dishes. What and, happened here? That's yeah. a, that's a treat. But yeah, when I was a kid, it was just what you I did. laid. It, um, it was laid out like there was no way my mom could come home from work and see things not done. What oh. did you do? All the whole time that I was gone. Hmm? Oh, if I didn't clean the kitchen when I got home from school, there were flying frying pans flying around. Yeah. yeah. But that's just not how it is with our children. It was just days. teamwork. Yeah. That's what it was teamwork. when I was a kid. It's, uh, it didn't feel like teamwork. It's like everyone has a role. It's not warm and fuzzy. It's, it's keep things it's just, moving. It's just yeah. practical. That's pragmatic. Right. It's very yes. pragmatic. Yes. And I never thought of not doing it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I fought with my sister while we did it because mm-hmm. my mom was at work. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did, regardless, if it was like the last possible minute and I had fallen down on my chores or Carrie had fallen down on your chores, you just picked up the, the slack and said, I'm going to get this fucking done because it is not worth what's about to happen when my mom walks through the yes. door. If you mm-hmm. fell down maybe on your chores. Maybe that's where I'm... <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. I need to lose my shit every now and then or more often. 
what, what, what I would like differently, if my children are ever listening to this podcast, please take notes. My kids don't listen. Um, I, mine either. What I would like what I, is, is for my kids to um, know, know more about my job, like all the aspects of my work. Because I think, and I take responsibility for this too, I think that my kids have grown up with this idea of me being everything mm-hmm. for them. As and you mentioned in our last podcast. As I, did I say that? So it's, that's it's your a real, personality that you want to be all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything to everybody. And, but because their father was not, like, he was not like an, a partner that I could trust and depend on, I did do everything. So my kids came to me for everything. When we broke up, it was me who yeah. did everything. And because I'm an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> I'm home a lot, except for when I'm, with clients and stuff, but they're used to me being home, but at the same time, the one who pays all the bills, and at the same time, the one that they come to for all of their physical and emotional needs. It's me, 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 me. Everything is me all the time. And at this point in my life, I would like my adult children to be able to say, hey, you actually do everything. Yeah. And um, when you look at my job and see how... <coughs> You know how varied it is and how multifaceted it is. It's not just every once in a while I go to a birth and I teach some classes on the weekend. Mm -hmm. But it's more than that. I'd like a little bit of acknowledgement for that. And I don't feel, I think they simply take it for granted that when I go out, I'm doing stuff to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. That's it. And when I'm home, I'm home for them. Yeah. They don't understand what I'm doing on the computer. No, I'm not just watching Netflix all the time. Sometimes I am <laughs> in the background, but um, a lot of the times I have to do other things, and I don't think that they they still see me as the care provider. Like when they yeah when they see me sitting on that couch there and I'm on my phone, I'm not checking Facebook and Instagram and all that bullshit. I'm sometimes posting. I am, sometimes I, but I'm posting to that because yeah. social media is part of what we You're do. Part of your marketing strategy. Right. And I'm taking notes and I'm writing things down because my brain is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's like when they're sitting there on the couch and they're checking Facebook and watching the memes and doing all this stuff. Let's be real. They're not watching Facebook. Um, (laughs) But they think that I'm doing the same thing. And it's I'm not. I'm trying to. I'm I'm reading articles. I'm doing all this other stuff trying to keep up to date and I don't think that they understand that I'm not just being and I don't think my ex-husband understood this either I'm not just sitting there being a lazy ass lump on a log I'm actually still training and reading and expanding none of my them mind are business owners right no like none of them are business actually my ex-husband is a business owner now he has a pretty successful side hustle yeah with his new wife um not I'm not resentful at all <laughs> very happy for them um so he knows what that means it's not just actually going up to do the work you've got to do a whole bunch of stuff in order to get the work yes and then you got to do the work and then you got to follow up after the work and yeah. so on and so he does appreciate that now but my the other people in my life my mom maybe my extended family to some extent and, and some friends don't get that because no. my mom will call and I'll answer the phone and she'll say, oh, you're not working today. Yes. Because you answered the phone. Because I answered the phone. I'm like, I'm actually working right now, mom. Yeah. Oh, are you at, are you, she, she's thinking the only you're time I'm birth. working is when I'm at a birth, birth. Yeah. or teaching a class. That's what she considers work, that I'm gone somewhere. And I go, how do you think I get the clients? I got to do stuff to get the clients. Yeah. 
right mom like it's it's all a part of my job so yes i am working i'm writing yeah. a blog post which yeah. she has no idea no what the heck that means i'm writing a blog post i'm preparing social media posts i'm i don't know ordering business cards or whatever yeah. the heck i'm doing and she doesn't see that as work because they are far removed from being the at whole the notion of yeah. physically going of somewhere being a business owner and yes. that it's a multifaceted thing and yes i am in my pajamas but it doesn't mean that i'm not working <laughs> now i have the opposite with my uncle oh he thinks i work all the, all time. the goddamn time yeah which is true too it well it is true but it's like god bless uncle harry when i go when i he goes well no i don't want to bother you i'm like it's okay like when i'm on the only time that i can't is if i'm teaching yeah or if i'm out of birth mm-hmm. like those are the two times but i'm not doing that all the time yes and he's like oh but I, just I don't want to bother decide. you i don't want to disturb you I'm yeah like, it's okay let me decide if i'm being disturbed or not exactly like on a wednesday when we go out he's like oh i don't want to take up too much of your time i'm like it's I've scheduled this time for you. It's like okay. you this are Uncle Harry Day. Yeah, this is you. This is how we're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, keep you moving forward. It's mm-hmm. all good. Mm-hmm. But he almost is the opposite. Thinks I'm never not doing something. Yeah. yeah. When in reality, I do have a lot of downtime. I schedule it that way so mm-hmm. that I can, you know, mm-hmm. wrap my head around all the shit that goes on in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, that's that's the way that I see my family. My sister's a little bit more um, understanding and on board because she knows what it's like to be. She also has a successful side hustle. My family's but she's also of, been in the birth world. And she's been in the birth yeah. world. So she, she knows what this is sort of all about and, uh, and, and kind of says, are you working on Tuesday? And when she asks me that, I know that she means either at home or going out to see a client or at a birth or teach a class or whatever. Yeah. I know that she means that, whereas other people... I know that they don't mean that. They yes. mean, are you leaving the house? Yes. Yeah. To go do something. Do you have to get dressed to go do something? <laughs> I love the days I don't have to get dressed. Those are the those are the best days. I have a cat. Yep, that's Mel. Oh, you have a cat. Mel Regard. Mm-hmm. That's not his actual name. It's yeah. Mel. So I think knowing how to be a good support person for a partner or family who go out to work. That's kind of where I got the breakdown of how I, what I need to ask for for when I go out to work. So when people, how do I be supportive? Like, I think sometimes when we hear about upset partners or family members, they haven't been given the words to, well, what do you mean you need support? What does that mean? Yeah. And I think you do have to, as a, someone who's going out kind of unexpectedly often or not, it's like, here's what I actually mean. Mm-hmm. I don't mean just... You know, keep the kids alive, although that's a nice side business. Um, you know, <laughs> call that your business. Keep Come to keep the kids alive. Yep. Um, great great name com. for a daycare. There you go. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep your kids alive. Um, it, being really specific. So I think I, I yeah. never expect to come home to a clean house because I don't expect my husband to come home to a clean house. Like, I'm like it's not going to be clean. Uh, it's going to be lived in. Yes. It'll be, or sorry, it'll be clean. It won't be tidy necessarily because we're still fucking living here. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't a, this ain't a, I don't know, a sales home or something where I, I yeah. want you to come in and say, hey, I buy a magazine. We don't home. live in a fucking magazine. Yeah. We don't live in a magazine or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Look at Things my house. Very well lived in. People live here. People live here. They wear clothes. Yep, those are clean. <laughs> I do say that was an adjustment for Roger too because he came from a house where his mom loves to clean. And run her business. Yeah, and do all that. And he, and he, that so there's, it's life. a double-edged sword because if you if you 
um, marry somebody who came from a home where things are always pristine. Mm-hmm. That, that can be an should issue. have been a red flag or, for me. Or, <laughs> let me tell you, but I'm not the best housekeeper, but I can tell you, my mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law, who I'm pretty sure is not going to listen to this podcast, but the level of slovenliness was outrageous. <laughs> so he grew up very neglected in every way. Like meals So you were a godsend. Yes. And, but that was his standard. Yes. Like, I, I believe I have normal standards. We live in the house. Things yeah. are going to get messy. And then every once in a while, we blitz it and clean it up. And if you do, you know, things on a somewhat rotating schedule, it's okay. But his standard was like way, way, way down here and didn't care that he had to climb over stuff. In order to make a cup of tea, you had to rearrange and organize the whole kitchen. Like, that was normal to him. Yeah. And having stuff all over the bathroom, that was normal to him. And so, if left to his own devices, that's what I would come home to. And that gave me a lot of anxiety because I'm not a neat freak by any stretch, but neither am I, you know, I think I'm like in the middle. So, we were coming, same thing. If yeah. I'm in the middle and, you're, and your partner's coming from here, problem. Yeah. If you're yeah. co- he's coming from here, problem. Yeah. See, so. I'm coming from here. My mom ran a pristine house. She liked things pristine. And so but, did, but so did Roger. And so did Roger, but I didn't. My, I, w- I rebelled against that. I, the, it drove me crazy that, like, my mom loved the, the lines in the, in the carpet when she'd vacuum. Oh, we would specifically I, stay. I love that, too, but it just doesn't happen very often. I just love no. it when it's there. So mm-hmm. I, I came down because I'm like, I watch how anxious it makes my mom when those things are not, are done. not done. So I adjusted my expectations yeah. to clean but not tidy. Mm. I, I like things clean. I don't care if this shit's out everywhere as long as there's not like too much sticky stuff. I mean, when the kids are little, everything's sticky, yeah. right? Yeah. There's a little what's that smell every day at least once a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Especially with boys. Oh, yes. my God. It, the, look at the sprinkling. Stop bringing in sticks. Mm-hmm. And animals finding environments in their Get bedroom. your hands out of your pants. Please. <laughs> Both of Can them. Can you not? Can you, can you not? Can you not? I'm trying to watch a movie here. <laughs> can you do that in your room? Mm-hmm. Take it to your room. Uh-huh. That's private time stuff. Yeah. Well, it's funny... Paul's mother was like that too, very, you know, beautiful house. I mean, she worked part-time and whatnot, but the house always looked like it was 1970s, you know, June Cleaver Mm -hmm. clean. Everything's teak and slim and streamlined. And I just was not that. I mean, yes, my mom actually did keep a very clean house, but my room was always a horrible mess. And my mom's uh, sort of thing for that was she would shut the door. Like, she wasn't going to make me... I mean, I think she tried a few times to make me actually clean my room, and then I think gave up in frustration. Um, So, I mean, now I don't live in a house that... I mean, my house is generally tidy. But again, keep in mind, I've been at a birth and worked for two days, and Mm -hmm, then I'm mm -hmm. still trying to recover. Right, and you go through those phases, too, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it got to the point where at the end of... I knew... I mean, I should have known that the marriage was sort of ending. Um... He would, he would, because uh, I wouldn't make the beds in the morning, because I'm just going to fucking get into it in the night anyway, so what the hell's the point? Um, but he would only make one half of the bed. I remember what? you telling me that. Yeah. He like, would that make, is some weird shit. He would make his, that's passive aggressive. He would make his half of the bed, but not mine. Holy shit. Yeah, so then. <laughs> that has got to be the epitome of passive aggressiveness oh, yeah. I've that's ever like seen. And then I would go in to get dressed in the morning, and he would have gone to work, and then I would just unmake it. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so there were there was some issues going on there. But in reality, what I should have done is just make the rest of the bed. And now, the funny thing is, now, 
I make my bed every day. For yeah. you, for me. I make I it's and I'm a little bit of an act of rebellion and defiance, even though I don't need to do it anymore. But my issue with the bed and the condition of the bed when I was married is that my my ex husband had this way of sleeping that constantly pulled the sheets off the bed. Oh shit. The fitted sheets were always oh, shit. off the bed. Like every I don't know what he did, but he would it would always be off the bed. That would frustrate and, the shit out of me. Y- yep. And if when I came home from a birth, it would be just mattress and the sheets like all, all bundled, bundled up, up at the yes. bottom of the thing. Yeah. At the bottom of the bed. And he was the kind of guy who showered every morning, showered every morning for work. Yeah. Left to go to work clean and smelling nice and fresh and whatever. Had a very dirty job and would come home from work and then not shower and get into bed Ooh. with me. Oh. Mm, no. So, again, <laughs> I'm not a neat freak, no, but I do want the sheets on the bed. Yeah. And I, I would like a clean, clean human beside me in that I'm going to be sleeping with all night long. So I didn't spend a lot of time in that bed because the bedroom became his domain and how he wanted it to be because it was too hard for me to keep up with. He had his work equipment in our bedroom. And um, he would, like, throw wet towels around. Again, I'm not a stickler about, but wet towel gets Mm. moldy. Mm -hmm. Like, there are certain standards I do have. Oh, yeah. Just, even if you throw it over the door. Just throw it over the door, the bathroom door. Fine. Yeah. But you can't have it in a ball bunched up on the bed all day. And that's what I would come home to. And so for me to come home from a birth, and even if the kids were cool and I needed to go sleep, where do I sleep? In my house with my five children in it. And my bedroom looking like that. That's what I I left. That's what I left. So now I make my bed every morning. And I stand there and I look at my nice bed. And I'm like, oh my God. Thank you. I can't Thank wait to get into yes. it tonight. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, then, I mean, that's kind of, we're totally not talking about dual shit anymore. But, um, you know, I think that's, that's when you come home from a birth, you need to be able to just fall down be somewhere compressed. and let that shit go. You need to have, you know, somebody to talk to. So, I mean, if your partner is going to be able to talk to you about sort of what happened, especially if it was a traumatic birth. Mm -hmm. Like, my poor kids now, like, I came home from a traumatic birth last week, and it's like, okay, Will, you're standing there, so I'm going to tell you all the horrible things that just happened. And God love him, he sits there, and I know he's not really listening, but he's a warm body standing there that I'm actually spouting words at, and that makes me feel better. Um but, and then I'll tell the next one and the next one, whoever happens to come in the house at that time, I know they don't care and I know they don't really want to actually hear any of this shit mm-hmm. um, because I'm not, I know now I'm not really getting the response back that I really actually but you need, need um, from They're not partner. like invested. Yeah. Emotionally no. invested in your. In my work. Emotionality. Exactly. After going through that. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, like I need somewhere to just, I need somebody to vent to and I need someone, uh, some place to just lay down and curl up and maybe not even sleep, but just let Let my brain shut down. And that's what partners sort of really need to facilitate. And, And again, like Paul, God love him, he was... He did do that for me, which I think was was really good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, he listened to what I had to say, and he, you know, he would run a bath, or he would, you know, make sure that the bed was made and bring me a cup of tea and things like that. <laughs> I know, like I yeah, kind of lost, I lost a good birthing partner for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I know certainly, I think probably I took advantage of that um, and not appreciating it until it was gone, which is kind of the shitty part of things. Mm -hmm. But um, I did ask this question, you know, what does your family think about what you do in my, which is where this sort of came up in my mentoring group. And Tanisha, who is a... Gosh, shout out to Tanisha. Super fan. Uh, super, super fan, fan. Tanisha. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope she doesn't mind me reading this. We're going to read it. Um, she said, my family loves it and gets it, and so do my friends. They actually were telling me for years just to go full time, but I was, but it was one of my hang-ups. Now they tell people so proudly of what I do, yes. and so do I. A lot of people find it refreshing to know someone who is pursuing their passion in such a unique way. But in the beginning, people would be similar uh, to what somebody else had said. A do what? Um, and, oh, so you deliver babies. Uh, no. No. <laughs> um, uh, insert correction. Okay, cool. Now I'm still doing a lot of educating to strangers and or networkers, but I've come up with a good 30-second pitch or a metaphor that gets the point across fast mm-hmm. with value, stating I'm a business owner, right? You're a business owner. Yes. Um, it's I been, lead with that now. Yeah. It's been a fun ride, really, as I think about it. Maybe because I'm still single and no children yet, that people are less inclined to feel that they have the right to tell me to get a real job. I remember I told that to my uncle that people think it's not a real job. And he said, if you work hard and are getting paid for it, it's a real job, period. Yes, I like it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Go, uncle. All right. Yeah. I mean, and I must say, my extended family... But they, I think there is a certain, or when they, uh, new people come to family gatherings or whatever, and um, they'll say, oh, Suzanne um, works with babies and pregnant. People are a little bit, oh, because yes. there's this mystique around birth, yes. right? That we all know is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the people very often get into birth work. Because they feel like, oh my God, you get to go to births? That's so special. That's so amazing. That's so wonderful. Yes, it is all those things. But it's also boring and and long and tedious and sometimes full of bullshit and all of that too. And they don't see that. They just see sort of like the romantic part of it. So there is this kind of, oh wow, is that what you do? This little bit of admiration. And I must say that I like it. Who Who wouldn't like that? Um... Uh, so there's that too. So this sort of came up, I think, I don't know if I told the story on here, but because I've told it a bit, um, I was out grocery shopping the other day and I said, I walked in and some of my mom's, my mom's friends were coming out of the grocery store mm. and she looked at me and went, oh, you're not working to, oh, no. And I said, yeah, I work from home. She goes, Right. Um, okay. And I said, yeah. Anyways, okay. Bye. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. I work from home. And in her mind, she's like, yeah, sure you do. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. If you're just, you know, wandering out in the grocery store. You yeah. Know. No, I'm actually, so, you know how people take a one-hour lunch at their office job? That's, I don't, that's what I do. I go to the grocery store to do the other family shit I have to do because I can't do it at night when other people are doing it and I can't do it on the weekend when other people are doing it because I'm with my clients. I always say to people, that's one of the advantages of owning your own business. I get to decide when I go grocery shopping. That's so right. Tuesday at 10 a.m., that's my best time. Yeah. Thanks. 
That's you should right. think about owning your own business too. Then you can get to choose your grocery time. And you don't have to go out there with, you know, the masses of people on the yeah. weekend. On the weekends. Yeah. So you yeah. mentioned feeling like you might have taken advantage of having a supportive partner. Yes. Or the, the ways in which he showed support are things that you now miss. Yes. How about you, Suze? How could, what did, did you actually appreciate other than your kids being alive? Or was that pretty much it? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm not even exaggerating. There wasn't. Okay, this speaks about my marriage in general. There wasn't that sort of emotional connection, that intimacy. That I would never, in a million years, come home from a traumatic birth and go to John to say, "Oh my God, that was so hard." Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even occur to me. That's not the kind of relationship we had. Hence the divorce. Um, <laughs> and so that's why they're so not. You could, that's yeah. why I had my sister. Had my sister for that. I had my mom. For those kind of things, and maybe my cousins or so. So now at this point, I still don't. I don't have a partner right now in my life, so I don't have that. I mean, I have you guys, yeah. And, and that's a huge. That's a, that takes a huge chunk of that burden on because yes. I can text you guys. I'm like, oh my god, listen to what's happening here right now. Well, you blah, guys blah, saw blah, my blah, text blah. last yeah, week. Yeah, so I know that we do that throughout the, and you guys will check in. Yeah, right. What are the blessings so of technology. Going, yeah. yeah, what's going on? Are you fully dilated? What's happening? Fuck, if I didn't have you guys, that's a big thing. I, would I don't. Not, I don't. Know. I would not be yes. doing this job. I don't There's know what no I way. would. I really don't know what I would do. And just knowing that you guys are, even though you might be having your own conversations separate i know that if i burst in and said oh my god you guys this is what happened blah blah yeah. blah then you'd all be like oh, oh you don't turn around what and do face. you need yeah yeah so when i go home because i know there is no other adult person there um that i can unload on and i know that my children are not capable of taking that doing that for me so i don't even expect that from no. them if i'm worried about the house being destroyed or whatever they're older now so they they don't destroy the house no. anymore nobody's like they're building running lego villages all over the <laughs> kitchen table anymore i'll say Noah, can you please make sure the dishes are washed before i come home mm-hmm. nadia can you bring up the laundry for me please like they're on call that is how yeah. the chores run in my house i do most of them but they know that if i say can you do this today can you do this tomorrow for whatever reason They'll do it. They're pretty yes, good at that. Mine will too. And so yeah. I know in my head what I need to do in order to take care of myself because, heck, yeah. this, I'm it. So you that. do delegate some things and don't. I do. I have to delegate good. for my kids. And I do that not because I care so much about, like, oh, I'm such a neat freak. I need to have the dishes done. No. It stresses me out. Yeah. No, if I need I've to be able home to make for, a cup of tea when I get yes, back. Yes. I need to be cups clean. For an hour and a, after being gone for a day, yeah. a day and a half. And seeing the same friggin' dishes that I left, yes. that makes me really annoyed. So I will specifically say, can you do the dishes? Can you vacuum the, the carpet in the living room? I need to see lines in my carpet. <laughs> and that sounds a lot home. better than you messaging them saying, if I fucking see those same dishes in the true, same fucking true, sink when I get home, right. I am going to passive-aggressively lose my shit on everybody. Yeah, or so not I, so And put them in your room. I so went, I know I need to... <laughs> I come home and I immediately strip and go into the shower. Yes. I have to take yep. a hot, hot shower, all those clothes. Even if I was at the birth for three hours, it's got to go. Yep. And then, wash off the did I grab a burger on the way home? Yeah, Maybe right I, I did. did. <laughs> Probably I did. And so <laughs> I'm not likely. starving. I might just need a cup of tea. And then yeah. I decide. Am I going to sleep? Depending on what. Yeah. If it's four o'clock in the morning, I probably go to sleep. If it's yeah. one o'clock, I don't know. Depends. Am I going to like put friends on and just let friends 
Roll low to sleep. Yeah. Or am I going to actually watch something? I decide at that moment, okay, what do I need to sort of help me move towards rest? And then hopefully yeah. the sleep takes over. So the kids don't necessarily hop on and proactively do things, but no. they know that when you message them from a birth, who, this is what you need children, from them. Who, So I went to that birth on Thursday, Thursday yeah. night. I came home Friday night. I went to work Saturday morning. Yeah. And that fucking sink over there was full oh. of goddamn dishes. And I wrote on that whiteboard that's on the fridge, please wash these dishes. I beg you, <laughs> signed one tired mom. And then I went to work, and when I came home, they were clean. But it's like, why? Why, why was they're so full? Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's a certain blindness comes in. Like, oh, what do people call it? Nose blind when you've been in a smell blind, for a while. I think they become mess blind. Yes, or absolutely. things that we zero in on. They're mm-hmm. just like, yeah. There's more dishes in the cupboard. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I've learned over the years that children. God love them. They're not going to know until they actually get out there in the world on their own. Yes. So, I mean, like, if the three of us lived in a house, can you imagine the glory? Because <laughs> we'd have a system. Birth, if you came home from a birth, oh, my God. Oh we'd my be, God. like, ushering you in. Come, sweetie. Come. Yeah. Do you want me to rub your... Do you want me to scrub your back for you? Play with your hair. We play with my hair. You'd be yeah. like, fucking leave me alone. Just make me <laughs> space, right? It'd be like that. How in the world can we... So our children are not going to... They don't have a context. They don't have the context. They don't have the maturity to see their... I mean, let me just speak for my own children. (laughs) The maturity to see their parent as a whole person and see all the facets of you and your life and your existence and the hardships that you go through. They just don't have it yet. No, but they will. But they, hopefully, I mean, it took, I didn't have it when I was 18, 19. No, I can, I didn't so either. I don't know how I expect my kids to, yeah. especially because I put this facade on all these years of, nope, I can do everything. I am everything yep. for you and you and you and you and you. So physical needs, emotional needs, intellectual needs, me, me. I was their educator. I was everything to them. And now I'm saying, hey, you guys, I'm a person too. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that that's what's happening. And that so. that was a different, very different upbringing. Because I certainly didn't have the maturity to understand what my mom was going through, you know, working long ass hours and coming home and barely being able to pay the bills and all that shit. All I knew is, here's what's required of me. Yeah. I didn't know why. I didn't know that it filled her yeah. cup. I didn't know any of those things. I just, just knew, did it. this is what's required of me. This is, mm-hmm. and that's all she shared. This is what's required of you. Yeah. Yes. That was it. So it's, again, but, it. but now that, and I think if I'd had a mom who wanted to be things to me, yeah. Then it would have been different. It would have, I wouldn't have necessarily, I would yeah. have said, well, I don't understand why you need that. Whereas back then it was, you don't need to understand. It's just what you, you do. do. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is your I'm job. starting to appreciate that perspective yes. a lot more now. Yeah, for sure. Or, or somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Can we go somewhere in between? But maybe we are in between because maybe they're not understanding it. But when you call to delegate and say, here's what they needs do to happen. It. They do do it. It just yeah. requires delegation. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to waiting, coming home and just being disappointed. Well, that, that, that's, <laughs> we've, and we've, and I've consciously made that, like, I don't have a chore chart to say on Monday, Noah, you do this, take it the garbage. Nat, yeah. Nadia, you do, I don't, I, we used to do that before, but now we're like three adults basically living in the house and it everybody. Yeah. And I am home. Far, far more. Yes. They both leave the house on a schedule every single morning, and then I'm at home. So I don't mind. If I minded, that would yes. be different. But I don't mind being sort of like the 
the the boss cook and bottle washer in the, in <laughs> the house. Chief cook and bottle washer. Yeah, and, and kind of doing the general stuff and then saying to them, I'm the one who cares that the house gets cleaned on Friday. Yes. They don't care. Uh, that's me. So I just say to them, just don't give me a hard time when I ask you to do, I'm not, you know, just don't give me a hard time when I ask you to jump. And sometimes it'll be a week and I haven't asked anybody to do anything because I've been home mostly and it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you've done all the maintenance. And I don't mind. I don't mind that. But if I say to Nadia, you're going to take the car to school, make sure you put gas in it before you come home. Yeah. Don't yes. complain. Because the last 10 times you took the car, I didn't ask you to do anything. Today, make sure you put the gas yes. in the car before you come home, please. Exactly. That kind of thing. So that's a, that, I appreciate that, and that does support my work. But I also know my own circumstances mean that I need to be a doula for myself, too. Yes. And true. and not just say, oh, my God, I'm just going to crash in my dirty hospital clothes and, you know, just try to put myself together. Nope. I go through like a step-by-step deliberate thing. I will cancel an appointment, even if it's 12 hours, unless it's a class. If it's like a prenatal meeting with another client, I will reschedule it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know our, our meeting is 12 hours from now. I won't be ready. So <laughs> can we move it, please? I'll do that, too. Yeah. Which I feel is self-care. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's just it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So for as much as I do have a very supportive partner who now gets what I need and I get what he needs, which makes life as a doula, being away from home at strange hours, much more doable, or whether I'm seeing clients or anything like that. You know what? I've also, though, adjusted that... Um, it's a little thing for him, but it creates big difference. Is me being home in the evening, so yes. I no longer. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't do. E- I don't do day, things. I don't do yeah. evening things. I don't yes. do my evenings are for family time. Whether yeah. that's me sitting alone with my family reading a book, or yes. me taking my kids to appointments, or to yeah. an event, or to you know ukulele lessons, um, or hanging out with my husband, or whatever it is. It's that him kind of having an understanding of where. That everything's okay in the evening, the kids Mm -hmm. are okay in the evening, if he's still at work and I'm gone, outside of births, so I don't make appointments in the evening. That's helped too. But I think it's important to note, you know, from all of that, from everything you've said, it's a matter of both of you have set and and put forth to the other person what the expectations are. Mm -hmm. And going through therapy and having those conversations, that's huge. If If you're with your partner as a doula and you're just expecting things to happen, if they're not having those conversations about what they expect from you either, like there needs to be talk. And I think in doula work, there is actually a very high um, separation and divorce yeah, rate when it comes to doulas. Yeah. But is it because we're not having those conversations with one another about what the expectations are from each other? I think, and so. I I think that's think a big that's part of it. Huge. Yes. That's the part of yes. any dissolution. But I'm probably particularly where you are yes. married to a doula or a midwife or someone who is Somebody on call who has in that, that same way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, who is giving so much of themselves yes. um, emotionally and physically. And they need you to help replenish them afterwards. That's a part of your job as a yeah. partner of a birth worker. Yeah. And if you're not into that or don't understand it or aren't aware of it, then there'll be problems. Yeah, that is true. Because yeah. even though I come home and I have my routine of coming upstairs and stripping everything off and, and having a quick shower coming what's equally as much a part of that is if it's like a time where roger's home i expect now and this is his own fault um i come back downstairs and he plays with my hair whether i'm going to go to sleep or just doze he'll play with my hair for like 15 20 minutes and usually i end up dozing off for a little bit and i'll wake up and he'll have something Mm -hmm. ready for me Mm -hmm. or in the evening i'll crawl into bed and i will give him a little bit of a nudge and he'll spoon me and he'll like just stick his hand on my head so 
I've set that expectation because I really liked it. And I said, I really, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that you do this. And I need you to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to keep coming back and telling you. And that's that verbaling, <laughs> discussing. I need this and I love this and I need you to keep doing this. But then he's saying to you, I will keep doing those things, but you have to do let me know when you're go- when you're leaving home. Let yeah. me know this when is you what get I there. That, right. And that's. I think for doulas out there, new doulas especially out there, you need to understand your partners did not take this doula course. They do not, they're and, not doulas. And, and, and neither are they psychic. No, exactly. Neither are they psychic. So and maybe you if guys, you have my attitude, drop it because I had a horrible <laughs> attitude about that stuff. Um, it's like, well, if you don't like it, hit the pavement. It's like, no, you know, that's not, not the solution that's for a, everything. That's actually general we, relationship advice. You know, <laughs> I, I yeah. think it's think good of Roger everybody. to say, like, no, look, I'm not going to leave. Please don't do that. Like, you, <laughs> because if my partner said is, that to me, I'd be right. Watch me. Watch I'm me. I'm dragging go. out the soup suitcases and he'd be back. No, no, I didn't mean it. I go, bitch, don't say things to me that you don't mean because I will call your bluff yeah. and I'm leaving. He actually yeah. did say that to me once. One time. Did that after, fix you? After therapy, he came home and he goes, I need to tell you something. The next time that comes out, out of your mouth, I need you to know deep within your soul that's that I'm exactly doing it. what's happening. Yep. I cannot listen to that come out of your mouth one more That's time. That's right. I agree with him because yeah. the first time he said that to me, I'm gone. I'm gone. And you're going to have to do, I don't know what kind of groveling there would have to happen, but groveling, gift buying, all yeah. of the things would have to happen for me to come back. And you can't say that to me because I'm out of there. I'm yeah. not going to. That's like big time rejection. Yeah. And I can't deal with that. So you say it to me once, you best know that you better mean it. Don't say it unless you mean it because I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. Don't threaten what you can't follow through with. Mm-hmm. And so on the flip side, had someone ever said that to me, I would have said, see ya. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, you know, Roger's not that person. So, oh, but thank uh, the Lord. Yeah, but he is yeah. the person to say, we're going to put a stopper in this right now. I need you to say very clearly what you mean. And if you mean you need me out of the house, then I will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next time. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes time that's not actually what you mean. You just need to... It's the way that you express your yeah. I need to learn a new way. Shit. Yeah, yes. and I did. It took me so a long it's like time. Skills. But I What's yeah. not another way of saying that you're upset? I need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm upset. I need right a hug. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he learned to do. Actually, he started hugging me, and at first I was like, "Why are you fucking hugging me?" And so I'm, and he's like, but "You I need to you just for a hug." What? What's yeah. happening here? He's like, he just was let just me. trying to flood you with that oxytocin. That's exactly what he would try to do. Calm your ass down. He's like. Yes, that's basically exactly what he said. <laughs> Oxytocin douses cortisol. That's yes. pretty much it. Brings it so down. We're yeah. gonna take it down a notch now. He doulied you. He doulied me. He still does. <laughs> or he like threw the blanket. You know when you try to catch <laughs> a wild animal. I've seen wildlife people do it. And they throw the blanket over the the rabid squirrel or whatever, yeah. and the squirrel just like <laughs> just just freezes, and then yeah. they can gently pick it up and put it in the cage. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. We're at an hour and we've really gone off the rails as per usual. No, I think we we bounced back and forth a bit. (laughs) Off the rails, on the rails, on the rails. This is your doula relationship advice. Yeah. Uh, Do you mind? I think they don't mind. I don't think they mind. If you do mind, get the fuck out. What are you doing? Tell how'd us you how get, we're wrong. How'd you get to episode 46, 47, <laughs> minding this kind of shit? <laughs> this is it. You this know is what it. you signed up for. On the rails, off, off the rails. rails. <laughs> and back on the rails again. That's and how we do it around here. That's relationships. And another tangent. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to take a break. Or do we have, you have to leave, right? I have so, to go. Oh, you yeah. got to go because it so is, oh my God, one, one minute. We're good. Yeah. Yep. Should we just wrap it? 
Right yeah, there. I guess we should. We don't have a story or anything, so we should. Look, and I. By the a, way, I, yeah, I've got to pee like a goddamn racehorse right now. Nice. Um, I've been drinking too much water trying to get rid of this headache, and it's not working. Mm. Okay. Um, well, so, then, so rate, it. review, and subscribe. What's that? Yep. Rate, review, and subscribe, <laughs> and yeah. tell us what. Tell us what you think. Give us. Send us emails at the pragmatic doulas. Tell your clients to listen to us. Yeah. We're pretty we're, funny. We're very, we're great to listen to. We're wonderful people. Yeah, do it. Um, and that's that. <coughs> Have See a great week. Time. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.